My name is Jennifer Keller. I'm the Customer Success Manager at the Activate Company. I want to welcome you to the eighth episode of our multi-part dealer best practice series, Turning Inspections into Cash. In this series, you'll hear from Case IH, New Holland, and Case Construction Equipment dealers about the unique ways that they are using digital inspections to improve customer satisfaction and generate more parts and service business for their dealerships. In this episode, you'll hear from Tyler Rank, Parts and Service Director, and Angela Bryan, Business Analyst, at Huber, to learn how we have helped them tightly integrate their inspection, opportunity management, and service delivery processes into a single workflow that is supported jointly by an integration between the Activate customer solution and their dealer business system. Huber represents Case IH, JCB, and Kubota brands, with 10 locations in Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. Their headquarters is in Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Sure. I'm uh, the parts and service director uh, for Huber, so I'm um, overseeing all uh, parts and service operations corporately um, at all of our locations. And I am Huber's business analyst, so I am linking between operations and IT and all the development work and rolling out things like ASAP. So our headquarters um, is at Intercourse. Um, and then we have 10 locations. Um, it's weird saying that. We had just added a, um, a Kubota location here at the beginning of the year. Um, so it's, you know, historically it's, you know, it's been our eight main store locations and then you know, we have a smaller, uh, that's a parts and service depot and another one that's a, uh, a Kubota only location. I actually pulled out my, my notes from whatever it was, 2018 when we started and on my spreadsheet, I had a list of main goals, uh, to accomplish. <laughs> Our number one, uh, goal was to have, um, consistent inspection checklists across locations. Um, and we just felt like there was a lack of standardization and inconsistency um, that we wanted to be working off of the same uh, inspection checklist. And I would say the second one was just the efficiency um, in doing our off-season inspection process. So efficiency in actually uh, doing the inspection, but then all of the associated administration um, with quoting to the customer and moving that to the point of order so that there was a streamlined uh, process start to finish um, with an inspection and the resulting service order. Um, and we just recognized that what we were previously doing was was very inefficient. Um, and then I think the third one was um, just we did recognize the ability or the, the need to identify um, upsell opportunities to increase service revenue um, and just by doing a good job um, inspecting a, equipment that there would be a, a value add that would um, present uh, more information to customers, which would ultimately um, result in more um, more service work. So I would say the first two, um, we definitely have accomplished those business objectives where 
um, the locations that we have um, that are consistently using ASIP, we are absolutely getting, you know, much more consistent inspections. And then from a um, the streamlined process of um, just in the flow of information start to finish, uh, we do feel that we've definitely added that efficiency to the process. With our primary use of ASIP at this point has been for doing what we call our uptime inspections, which are primarily off-season maintenance where we're doing a, a very thorough, complete checklist uh, f- for customers. Um, we're particularly successful with our combine uptimes. Um, but we, I mean, we do tractors and, and sprayers and other equipment as well. Um, but that's our primary usage is for, um, is for uptimes. Um, we do have a location that's piloting some of the rental check-in and check-out. And we have the checklist set up for doing like that five-minute quick walk-around. Um, but it's not one that we are, frankly, just because of, of time and discipline, it's not one that we're consistently doing. Um, but I do think that's one where there's an opportunity in the future that we can be more consistent of any unit that comes in our shop that we are using the tool to do a quick walk around inspection. But it, we're not, we're not doing that on, you know, every unit that comes in today. Um, but we recognize the that that would be a good opportunity that we could continue to expand. And then also, um, we do want to explore um, some different options for for trade-in inspections, um, particularly for evaluating um, some of the reconditioning needs of a of a of used combines. We don't necessarily want to do a uh, you know, a hundred, 175-point customer combine uh, inspection, but we do want to have, you know, some more checklists that we would use for for standardizing some of our um, trade-ins for, for reconditioning. I mean, it's been great for the customers that we can email them the summary report right away before in our old paper process, we were either mailing them a big packet or they were having to come into the store and pick it up. Um, so they get it right away. It makes the turnaround a lot faster. Um, they also like that even before we have the quote prepared, they could see what passed and failed just so they you know, have in their head a general idea of where things are going. Yeah, I think definitely the photos um, we we have seen to be be especially helpful on any any uh, parts where there there's some like visual wear showing um, where it it does come down. It's like a discretionary decision of like, well, it it looks like they're sixty percent worn, but here's a picture so you can visually see what the problem is because I think that uh, just makes it. A little bit more clear um, that that you're not trying to force their decision, but you're also giving them the information to make an informed, educated decision of, okay, that I agree, that does look worn. Um, so that I think is the biggest thing that we've seen on the photo side. Um, and Angela, you want to yeah. touch on what we're doing with warranty? 
the other thing is a couple of the stores are using a inspection for when they're looking over and documenting for warranty cases. Um, so we always have to submit pictures and proof. And if it's just there on their phone and they take the picture right away, I think sometimes they might even take a video. It's really easy. It, we have it set to go right back to the warranty manager. He has all the pictures and can do with them what he needs to. We are using the quick inspection. Every warranty job is different, so we can't have like set sections or anything. But the tech knows or the service manager knows when he makes the warranty order job, he immediately also makes an inspection for the tech. And then their process is just, if I know I'm going to work on a warranty job, I open up my app, I take the pictures, and they just complete it right away, and it goes back to the warranty manager. Um, maybe it's helpful to know prior what we were doing was they might take a picture on their phone. I think some of the shops even had, like, a digital camera. Then they were downloading, emailing all these things, then the manager was saving them on his computer, and it was just this whole big, long process. Now it's super fast, Um, and if there's anything else that's worth noting that we would want to have proof of in submitting our claim, the tech can easily just type it in there. It wasn't. It didn't become efficient until we had the API in our business system, Um that I think that's what also just made it super simple at the at the time that they're creating a service order in our business system, they click one button and you know they're also assigning it uh, the the inspection to the technician as well. Um, so that's one of the things that made that so easy. Yeah, we we see the emails of the DIS integration, and then we just smile because <laughs> we know that we've already uh, had that luxury. First off, I mean, it's one of the things just to touch on um, one of your questions earlier of you know how's how's ASIP different from other providers? Um, that's one of the things that I would say we recognize from the beginning is. Um, your responsiveness to feedback and your, um, yes, you, you're, you're quick to respond to bugs, but you also utilize good ideas. Um, and that's different than most providers who just think that they have all the good ideas. Um, and so, I mean, it's not that we had another, uh, inspection, you know, app company that we were working with, but I just think in general, from a software provider perspective, you stand out in in the responsiveness and the the ability to to have a quick turnaround and implementation. And so, with the API, um, again, the the structure and how that was set up with with Trulls, we I think we did it in a um, in a way that actually made it a quicker turnaround in that. We're not having to ex- try to exchange massive amounts of information to keep the customers and the units in sync um, because what we're doing is just on the individual inspection that is going through, it's basically doing a quick check of like, if this customer already exists and, you know, if this unit already exists and if this unit already exists for this customer, it's doing that 
just at the point that it's actually a unit that we're trying to inspect. And so that made the whole thing way, you know, way more simple than trying to say, let's keep our 60,000 customers and our, you know, 50,000 units all in sync all the time. And it's basically like, no, let's just keep in sync the ones that we're actually working on. Um, so yeah, basically that, that's tied into the, the call that when we create a, when we create a service order in our business system, we're just, um, we're just pushing an inspection, uh, to, to ASIP. It automatically creates it, um, for a specific, uh, technician and that, uh, and that link comes back to our service order in Equipsoft. And then, um, you know, if there's any need to say, um, I need to, you know, I need to look at that inspection or anything from the business system, we have a, we have a link, uh, on our service order where we can just, it directly goes to that specific inspection or, um, opportunity in ASIP. And so, for us, our guys, our home base remains our business system, and then it's it's just a direct link out to the you know to the website interface. Um, and then yeah, the other I guess the other significant part about the um, the API is when there is uh, when there is a completed inspection where the parts are. Um, the parts are identified, uh, in ASIP, um, using the diagrams or, you know, entering any manually. We have a process that, that, uh, that opportunity is pushed into our business system. That's where we confirm, uh, you know, any superseded part numbers or anything to make sure we have the current part number and the current pricing. And then we can push it right back into ASIP into that customer, uh, that customer summary report that has a quote to go straight to the customer. And so what it does is it allows essentially that quick exchange of information of saying, Hey, here's all the parts that we identified in the inspection, but I want to know the current part number and the current price so that I can accurately quote this. And then it just pushes it back into. Um, into ASIP, we have an accurate quote that we can present to the customer. And then essentially, if they, the ones that they approve that they want to move ahead with, it just loads those straight back into Equipsoft, um, onto the service order. And we don't, you know, we don't have to retype anything. We just click a button. So that's the main, I would say those are the main components of the API that we're using. Yeah, I mean, we were doing paper before, so the fact that they can carry their phone, you know, up into the machine is huge. Um, some of the inspections before, I mean, they'd come back. You couldn't read them very well. There was grease smeared all over the place, and then they'd have to retype them in so that we could send it to the customer, and it was legible. And then they were going on a separate site and looking up all their parts. So the integration with the CNH parts books is Awesome. That's very helpful that they can just be in there picking numbers and it's adding them. Um, also, the standardization of the checklist that made us, you know, stop and look at our lists and say, what's the best way to go around the unit? What are we doing that's not necessary? What do we need to add? Um, 
now, you know, if we'd have to loan a tech to another store, they would know exactly what they were doing because it'd be the same as at their location. Um, and also just for the customer to, that it looks the same every time. Um, and as Tyler said before, we weren't using an inspection app, but just in general, as we've dealt with other software companies, you guys and your willingness to help us and respond and listen to ideas and implement those is nobody else does that. So that has been huge. I mean, I think like Angela said, the consistency um, where we know that all the stores are consistently checking for what we've determined are the critical things that we want them looking for. And we know that they aren't missing anything. So I think that's the, the key. And, you know, for us, the ability that we were able to customize, um, the checklist to be what we, um, what we viewed as being the most important things to check, um, that we're able to standardize that and know that those things are being checked for. It's a clear format. There's nothing confusing about it. Everything's broken out nicely. It's easy for them to pick, and it's fast for us to get it to them. And then I think that most of the time our customers, they like to discuss what was found. So they get their email, they look over it, and then they call the service manager and say, you know, tell me more about this thing so I can decide if I want to do it. Or they read off the numbers they want to do. Yeah, I mean, I do think the value add of doing planned maintenance in the off season, um, and having, I think, I think the secret sauce would actually be in the checklist itself that, you know, it's not just a, you know, a generic thing where you just go down through and are saying yes, 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 and everything's fine, but that we have, um, it, uh, it basically connects the experience of our highly skilled techs, which we feel, you know, that is our competitive advantage, is our technicians and their experience and knowledge. And it is, you know, bridging the gap of saying to, you know, to the customers here, here's how we can use that to add value to you. Let us consistently go over your equipment and be able to show you here are the issues, you know, that you are going to have uh during you know this year's harvesting season and that's where i think that would be the competitive advantage is both you know the knowledge of our technicians but then also the checklist itself it, it's a tool that bridges the gap um between the uh you know the crucial s- skill and knowledge and experience of our techs um but is able to you know, translate that information, you know, to the customer in a way that they can experience that value. It comes down to your, your organization and your culture and how, um, just what's your, um, what's your ability to implement change. And I think that's where, I mean, using some tact as to not as to knowing who you're dealing with and each location is different and having the tact to navigate how much they can handle, uh, 
in in that phase one. And I think the key is identifying, you know, a benefit, a clear, distinct benefit. And, and it's not for the customer, but it's for, you know, for them as technicians, what's something that is a win for them that makes their life easier um, to basically engage and, and get started in. And, and then also it's, you you can't necessarily start with everything but it's what's the what's the step that we're going to take to um get started and be familiar with the app and and then you take that and you build on it over time yeah i mean it takes patience to roll out anything new i mean at least for us this was a major shift from what we were doing before um we actually started when we would train new techs on how to use it. I would meet with them in the shop and assign them all an inspection and have a unit in there that they would like walk around and take pictures of and kind of like do the inspection while I was training them. And that really helped because then they kind of got their most pressing questions out of the way while they were with the trainer. Um but yeah, it just takes a little bit to get used to. Time savings wise, right away, as soon as the API was set up, I mean, on the back end, at least with the parts and not having to retype everything, I'd say for a tech, it takes a little longer for them to get the hang of it and get used to it. Part of the problem is we kind of are only doing inspections. It's like a whole pile in like three months and then it's just a small trickle for the rest of the year um so it probably takes a whole year to get them through the cycle and comfortable with doing it yeah i would agree that it like we the reason for doing it um that you what you sort of experience out of the gate is that everything is is different but it takes just as much time and you know at the end of the day if if all we've done is do our inspections but just do them in a different format and do them on a separate website and have to double entry you know everything you you don't come out ahead and i would say and there isn't a return on investment and so that's where i think what angela said was so key for us i i do feel like um once that API with our business system was done and and once the text became familiar with it and that probably took a year um before it was like okay hands down we know that we're saving time on every inspection um and it's not just different so that's where i would say the our ROI would have been from the from the efficiency and time savings once we got all the processes set up um, other dealers might say that they definitely got an ROI um, because they were doing more inspections, um, but that I don't think that was it for us because we already we already were doing inspections and um, you know this this off season program. It's just now we can do it more efficiently. Not all of our inspections were done on ASIP because we've we've phased them in at different stores at different times, depending on, um, you know, different situations at different stores. But if I would just say high level, 
back in 2017, um, we did about 950 uptime inspections, uh, which totaled about total parts and labor was 3.5 million. And then if I basically run that same information in 2020, that's 1100 inspections and, you know, 4.3 million. So it's not like just hands down. I mean, obviously there's growth in our business, but I think if nothing else, it conveys that it is helping us to build and grow our um, off-season inspection and the, you know, the value that customers see in it that we're continuing to grow and be able to handle more inspections each off season. We have two locations that aren't using it full steam and we're going to plan to get them up to speed. Yeah, that's the, that's the big one. And I think, I mean, and we've talked about that, you know, I think we had been paying for them and we, we know that they need to get on it. Um, and I mean, there, it's one where just culturally they're not as tech savvy and there's, you know, some resistance to doing everything on a smartphone versus paper. And so, um, plus COVID. Plus, and then yeah, what knocked it out in 2020 was COVID because, you know, it works best that we have somebody on site training them, you know, in a room. So that delayed that from 2020 to 2021, um, at those locations, but we know that we need to continue to do that. But yeah, then other than that, I think it's, it's that we do, you know, put in some discipline to consistently, uh, you know, do some more of those quick inspections and, you know, pilot, pilot that and, you know, try get a location that does that a little bit more consistently. Um, and then yeah, using it for that warranty data collection. And then, um, I do think at some point here, we want to develop, um, a few more specific checklists, um, you know, to add in there. Um, like for example, a, uh, a shorter combine inspection that is like our um, our critical you know 40 point combine inspection or something like that there's there's some that we want to work um, we want to work with the sales department to, to establish a few more checklists Thanks for taking the time to listen to episode eight of our Turning Inspections into Cash podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every other week. In episode nine, we'll be hearing from Chris Sutton, Corporate Product and Support Manager at Advance Quip in New Zealand, to learn how they are setting an industry standard on the customer experience in New Zealand with consistent, high-quality inspection reports every time they have eyes on a machine. If you want to learn more about how we can help your dealership turn inspections into cash, you can call me, Jennifer Keller, at 406 406- Eight eight zero four five four five, or email me at jennifer at theactivatecompany.com.